Deathstalgia Reviews. What's up, guys, and welcome to this edition of Deadstalgia Reviews, where today I'm going to be taking a look at 2021's Halloween Kills, directed by David Gordon Green. This is perfect since we're right in the middle of spooky season, but is this sequel to the 2018 reboot slash requel a gleefully gory modern slasher, or is it a cheap stab to the heart of fans everywhere? We will get there, but just a reminder of the five categories that I'm currently placing my ratings into from best to worst, all that in a bag of chips, da bomb, aight, buzzkill, and brutal. With that out of the way, let's talk about Halloween Kills. What are you guys doing out here? It's Halloween, we've been trick-or-treating. Are you alone? There's a creepy man in a white mask. Where? And he keeps like trying to play hide and seek with us. Where did you see him? Look! Run! Go home now! 40 years ago, the boogeyman came for us. We are the survivors of Michael Myers. Glory, what do we do? We fight. Mom, our family will kill him. We're gonna hunt him down and we're gonna put an end to this. He is not gonna stop killing until we stop him. If you track Michael's victims, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. Someone's in our house. He is coming for me, but I'm coming for him. Now, as mentioned, Halloween Kills is a direct sequel to Halloween, which was released in 2018, and itself acts as a sequel to the original franchise while also rebooting it in a sense. In fact, Kills picks up just moments after the end of 2018's Halloween, with Laurie Strode's house completely engulfed in flames after her, her daughter, and her granddaughters run in with Michael Myers, where they believe they've finally beaten him by leaving him locked in the basement to burn. However, as you might expect, the shape survives and in the process brutally massacres an entire squad of first responders before escaping to continue his Halloween killing spree. Naturally, everyone in Lori's circle believes that Michael's sole purpose is to find and kill Lori to finish what he couldn't do all those years ago. So a large section of the town sets up shop at the hospital awaiting Michael's arrival to stop him, while another group of civilians led by another franchise darling Tommy, played by Anthony Michael Hall, go out on the hunt for Michael before he can kill again. As you might expect, they fail miserably at stopping that potential body count. Some other familiar names from the Halloweens of the past are also present and accounted for and up on Michael's chopping block. But that is essentially the gist of what Halloween Kills is. The plot is quite thin, really. 
Michael escapes, and the town scrambles to stop him. That's basically what it is. Of course, there are some bits here and there that, before I start getting into some of the depressing stuff, I actually think are really interesting. Haddonfield is, as a fictional setting, has a rich history that's worth digging into, and the psychology of it and its residents uh, is, is very interesting, and perhaps a better filmmaker would be able to extract all that. But honestly, David Gordon Green just isn't it. And I get absolutely no pleasure from shitting on this like I'm about to, but the script by Scott Teams, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green is an absolute mess. I started Dadstalgia as a way to kind of step aside from the straightforward film criticism I had been doing for over a decade with my various blogs, Movies Online, OneOfUs.net, and of course, Bloody Good Horror, and focus more on what I wanted to do all along, which was just celebrate movies and just being a fan of things. Of course, being a fan also kind of means here and there you're going to step in something that stinks, and unfortunately for me, Halloween Kills is one of those movies. Now, I will say I didn't come to the conclusion easily. There are a lot of things in this movie I absolutely love. Almost every Michael Myers moment is top-notch. The brutality of the kills and the build-up to whenever he pops out is often very well done. It's almost everything else that completely fails. The movie doesn't focus on Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, character, Lori. Not that it needs to, but as a character, this movie fails her and the rest of the supporting cast at every single opportunity, as the dialogue either falls flat or is embarrassing and cringeworthy and no level of committed performance could save the script. The mob justice plotline has an intriguing purpose, but it's so chaotic and the dialogue so cringeworthy that it just becomes senseless noise that goes absolutely nowhere except to hammer home a plot point about how Michael has turned everyone in the mob into something the same, if not worse than he is. It is far and away my least favorite, one of my least favorite moments in the movie. But for all the problems I have with it, I still can't bring myself to say I hated it. Though I did hate quite a bit of what Green has done here, about the only thing I feel like Green gets right is Michael as a singularly focused killing machine, and as a sequel, this ups the body count and gore enough to satisfy most fans. Though I do have a whole bunch of questions in regard to all the extra time Michael is putting into being a misunderstood artist, posing dead bodies, uh, carving heads like jack lanterns, and emptying an entire knife collection into one dead body. In terms of having something to say that's effective and coherent, fans absolutely must look elsewhere. There are heart-pumping, edge-of-your-seat moments, but they're undercut by poorly conceived adult versions of old-school characters and an ill-advised melodramatic reimagining of the events following the original Halloween that just missed their targets by a mile. Though I've become a bit of a big Jim Cummings fan, so it was kind of a nice surprise to see him show up for a fairly thankless role. There are kills in this that had me smiling like an idiot and even giggling in a good way, specifically the one moment involving a gun and a car door. However, there is a very odd mix of what appears to be outright camp, which does not mix well with the fact that this is basically an extremely dark and mean-spirited slasher flick. 
Green brought the franchise back with a surprisingly competent, if still flawed, take on Myers and the franchise as a whole, only to kind of set it on a course that feels prepped to crash and burn as we await Halloween ends next fall. I know it sounds like this might be headed towards the first brutal of the reviews portion of Dadstalgia, but the thing is that I really love a lot of the Michael Myers stuff here, and I can still see the bones of something worth salvaging in Green's take on this. But historically, I haven't really been a big fan of Green's films. So for me, there seems to be a little bit of a correlation here, which was kind of tough for me when, uh, from the outset when I found out that he had kind of taken reins of the franchise. My heart is trying to lead me to give this an out and uh, giving this an eight because of my affinity for dark, brutal slasher stuff. But I think we're still going to have our first, and I'm just going to go ahead and call this one a buzzkill. So that's the gist of my thoughts on Halloween Kills, and absolutely, I want to hear from you, no matter if you agree with me on this, or if you loved it and completely disagree with my rating. Feel free to find me on social media with the username Dadstalgia, or you can send an email to dadstalgiashow at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this edition of Dadstalgia Reviews. Be sure to stay tuned into the show's feed for more reviews on the horizon. Cheers. Thank you.